Hello and welcome to Control Alt Wow, episode 4, recorded Sunday, January 7, 2007, and entitled The Road to Burning Crusade. First, I want to apologize for the sound quality. I am in a train station right now. I did record a podcast last night. You know, I'm always hearing these podcasters say this. They record a podcast and they lose it. I did not save And so now I'm doing it over again because I overtaxed GarageBand and I should have saved every once in a while and not made it such a continuous big file. But, you know, let's just move on from there. And I hope the uh, humming in the background, which is actually the sound of people, uh, isn't too annoying. Okay, let's start with our first segment. What's going on? I think everybody is preparing for the Burning Crusade. Most of the upper-level folks are busy grinding, trying to get up to 60 so that when the new levels are, are available, they can just step right in and keep going. I've been gathering material. I have a, my level 41 hunter, Trishel, has been getting uh, iron and mithril in... Altrek Mountain and I have a level 10 alliance who is mining copper so she can send to the new drain eye and then that level 10 alliance her name is Pryl P-R-Y-L is going to be deleted I feel a little bit guilty about making her work so hard knowing that she's going to be bumped off but uh, you know it's, it's necessary I only have 10 slots I can't keep everyone and it's kind of funny how we do get attached to these people though of these characters. I uh, have her mining copper because the drain eye will probably be doing jewel crafting and you need a lot of copper just to start off and it won't even be half enough to get her you know fully leveled but it will give her a head start and I imagine save some of that running around or having to hit the auction house because I I predict copper is going to go through the roof. There's a lot of jewel uh, crafting recipes on the auction house on Alaria, and it's funny because the upper level ones recipes are going very high. I personally think it's going to be the lower level recipes that are going to be more valuable because in the beginning you're going to want to advance as quickly as possible and you're going to want those lower level recipes. I'm thinking about going through Whaling Cavern because that's when a lot of um, new lower level of jewel crafting quests will be in some of the lower level instances. I also took my level 52 Aprilian into Azera to do the hunter's quest the Hunter's Quest is very hard, this wall-to-wall mobs in Azera, so, but it's good for, for leveling up, and it's uh, the quests, which, you know, go over here and gather this, go over there and gather that, were, you know, your usual quest, but, you know, there was some kind of uh, challenge to it because of the level of the mobs. Also, uh, when I went out to the beach, I love the beach in Azera, there were these, in the water, these giants that were creeping around. And, you know, you have to make sure you don't run into them. I want to 
wanted to elaborate on another topic that I had gone into but had not uh, covered deeply on an earlier podcast. After listening to some other podcasts about World of Warcraft, I wanted to give my thoughts on why I play World of Warcraft. I also wanted to give some background on my gaming history. I have played various games on the computer. My history in gaming, well, I did a little Magic the Gathering, but I mostly played computer games. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy text game. I played a version of Dungeons and Dragons on a DOS computer. I wish I could remember the exact name of it, but it was really good. You actually had quests, you had to go into town, you had to get supplies, you had to go out and kill mobs. Very um, basic, but uh, very World of Warcraft-like. I love the quests and I love controlling the multiple individuals. Uh, I played arcade games. Pac-Man, Setapede, Missile Command, Asteroid, and House of the Dead. Now, going through the... Some people might have thought it was repetitious, but the thing about House of the Dead, too, was after you went through it the first, you know, the first hundred times, you got to the point where you knew when to pull the trigger. You knew when to sight the thing going over there or the guy coming up behind you. It was very challenging to put in a dollar and go further on that dollar this time than you did the last time you played. Uh, I then went on to play A-Train and SimCity and Dusex, the whole marathon series. I love that series. It's very immersive. I played The Sims, Quake 3, Second Life, and uh, The Sims Online before Second Life. I think the thing I liked the most was immersing myself into a virtual world. I played Quake 3 with a friend on a server that we set up. She was in New York and I was in DC and we would talk with our cell phones and our earpieces on so that we didn't have to um, we didn't have to type stuff. It was like a early vent <laughs> server almost. And we played the game from start to finish. It was so much fun. We would uh, come home from work and call each other up and set everything up, go to the save game, and go through the whole process. I love the whole look behind you, I'll get that one, I'll cover you. Being on the computer, and interacting with another person was the allure. The Sims were great because there was there were all the aspects of interactivities, and that led to the Sims Online. Although you didn't control, you only controlled one Sim. It was fun because you got to interact with other people, real people online. Second Life was pretty good because you got to interact and you got to create things and you, there was more personalization than The Sims Online. And from Second Life from Second Life 
I tried, wow. And I found it had all the elements of the games I most loved. It had quests, like Quake 3 and Marathon, with the grouping aspects and virtual online reality, like The Sims Online and Second Life, along with the creative aspects and the personalizations. When I think about people who complain about getting to 60 and being bored, I wish I could let them see how I play. Of course, I don't have anybody at 60 because I have over 20 alts. But I think the alts bring in the aspects of the whole D&D, controlling a group, game, side of World of Warcraft, and The Sims, except it's not a family. Some of the members are orcs or undead or alliance people. But I think that this brings an aspect to World of Warcraft that might have otherwise made me want to stop playing. I've been playing for over a year and I have yet to get bored. I, you know, can't keep away from it because I'm having so much fun. When I do a quest that I've done on a different character, I try to do it a different way. Um, of course, I've learned a little bit more about that quest. And sometimes I challenge myself, maybe do it faster, maybe find something specific that I wanted. What's really fun is doing a quest when I do a box and I've got two characters who get to the same goal at the same time. And I expect when I get to 60, it'll still be the same. There are so many ways to play World of Warcraft. It's not just one specific aspect. Although some people prefer to do the rush to 60 grind and do raids, you don't have to do that. And if that's not working for you, then you should probably try mixing it up or getting an alt. <clears throat> Speaking of alts, I was playing my alliance character and two funny things happened in Fargo Deep Mine. I think I've mentioned her before, Prill. She's a level 10, actually she's a level 11. I think she dinged yesterday. Uh, warrior, and she's one of the first warriors I've really enjoyed playing. I have another warrior who I don't play as much, um, Ferillion. She's a orc, I believe, but uh, Prill was in Fargo Deep Mine when she came upon a player who was just standing there while two cobalt tunnelers were taking turns whacking him. I felt kind of bad, you know, seeing this guy getting whacked. You know, the sound it makes when they hit you and you're just standing there, it's really sad. So I took out the two mobs and I was going to keep going because uh, Pearl was actually farming copper, but then I thought, oh, some other mob's going to show up and this guy is going to end up in the graveyard and that's really going to suck. So I stayed there and became his personal bodyguard. I took out a few more cobalt tunnelers and miners and I sent him a whisper, you know, dude, you're going to end up in the graveyard if you don't wake up. And after about five minutes of protecting him, which was good that I did because there are a lot of respawning, a fast respawning in cobalt, of cobalt tunnelers and miners in the Fargo deep mine. 
After about five minutes, he was back and he started fighting. A few minutes later, he whispered a thanks back to me and said he had to chase his kid. I said I thought it was something like that and was glad to help. You know, sometimes we all get distracted and it was nice to help out a fellow player and keep him from running to the graveyard just because he had to go chase his kid. Uh, later on as I was mining, another uh, player came up behind me and tried to mine the same ore that I was hitting. Now I didn't mind because first of all I knew with the rhythm of the mining that he would not get in. If you click and then you mine you're gonna have the best opportunity to click again unless you just happen to stop. Uh, I was kind of funny, I was kind of curious because there was another node not too far away. I could see it on my mini-map <coughs> and I didn't understand why he was trying to take the one I was on. When I'm questing in a party, I usually don't mind sharing. We take turns because once you hit a node and another miner hits it, they both get one point of experience. But this guy was like almost trying to hit, like when I sneak up on an alliance in Alterac Valley, sometimes I do that and try to steal his ore before he does, but hey, you know. We're on opposite sides of the faction, that's understandable. So anyways, I didn't think about it anymore. I just went ahead and the, let the, the guy stopped, ran up to the other node. I ran to the next one. And a few minutes later, I got a whisper that said, don't take all the copper, I need copper. I kind of chuckled at that and said, we all need copper, hun. And he wrote, yeah, but don't take it all. Now I'm perplexed. So I wrote, I whispered back to him, so if I see some copper, I'm supposed to run by it. I wasn't trying to be mean. The nodes in Fargo Deep respawn fairly quickly, so there was no danger of my taking all the copper. And I just thought it was kind of funny that he thought that I should kind of hold back just for him. I could see if he wanted to quest together. That would have been different if he had even asked me to join his party. And I mean ask me in a whisper, not pop up a join party window in my face, which is kind of rude and I hate when that happens. But he whined a couple of more times to me about, oh, but just don't take it all. I need copper. Finally, I wrote back to him, I think you're playing the wrong game. Maybe you need to be playing this Strawberry Shortcake Island adventure game. I was actually trying to think of the game that Butters was playing on South Park in the World of Warcraft episode, but I couldn't. But I just thought it was funny. I hope no one thinks that I was mean. Okay, that brings us to the segment I like to call World of Warcraft News or WoW News, according to Control-Alt-WoW. And the big news that uh, I'd like to talk about is go to the World of Warcraft website. Go now, go often, and read the website, the front page. I did it today and I found out that on January 5th, World of Warcraft put up for sale on their online store the Burning Crusade and the Burning Crusade Collector's Edition. I want the Collector's Edition so badly. I have pre-ordered two copies of the Burning Crusade, 
but I want that whelp, that nether whelp, and of course, you know, all the other stuff that comes with it. The Outland mouse pad, oh, how cool. And I tried to get it before, and it's everywhere it sold, it was sold out by the time I got there, called. Um, the guy at the local EB Games in the mall said if I go in or call the day before the day of, I might be able to get one if they are released a few extra ones, but, you know, I mean, everybody's going to be trying that. The fact that it was for sale on the World of Warcraft website, and those lucky people who actually read the website went to the store. Of course, it's the 7th. I went there. They're out of stock. But from now on, I will be checking the web page for World of Warcraft a lot more. The second bit of news is character realm transfers, free character realm transfers. Blizzard usually does this when a realm is full, like Alaria, 35 minutes of queue time is just a bit too much, especially when you're doing it on two boxes, like I am. And so they have put it up so that on their webpage that you can go to the character transfers and you can transfer all of your characters unlike the paid character transfer which only lets you transfer one character at a time for $25 and you can if you pay $25 you get a pick of your um, the realms you could transfer to but on these free character transfers you have to pick you only get choose the one that Blizzard picked for you. So for Alaria, Alaria is being transferred to Balgun, B-A-E-L-G-U-N. I am in the process of getting all of my alts over. It would be so nice to log on and not have to worry about queues. And it's also a brand new server, which should be interesting. I've never been on a brand new server. I, uh, have one big problem though because every time you when you need to transfer a character or when you transfer a character the stipulation is that there's nothing in the mailbox and nothing on auction well I use my auction as if it were I mean my mailbox as if it were extra storage so I've had to go in click on my characters and get them empty. I had to throw away a lot of stuff. One character still had Mitzen's um, uh, ransom notes in inventory, even though he, she had already freed Mitzen, put the dust on him, and gone back and got the reward. So there was a lot of stuff to throw out, and there was a lot of stuff to get out of the mailbox. And I've transferred four, so I won't. When I'm done, I will no longer be a prillion of Alaria, but a prillion of Belgun. And I also want to make this my server shout out to Belgun. And anyone on there, let me know if you hear this. Uh, my email address is controlaltwow at gmail.com. That's C T R L A L T W O W at gmail.com.
This brings us to the segment I like to call In the House. In the House deals with how we deal with our World of Warcraft in our homes, our first life. And uh, I think that incident with the in the tunnel of Fargo Deep Mine with that one guy was uh, one of the examples. Sometimes you just have to let your character die or risk being killed for some personal reason. Sometimes for me it's the dogs. My dogs like to bark a lot at silly things and I don't like them barking a lot because I don't want them to disturb my neighbors. So sometimes I have to stop playing and make them stop barking. But it's you know, just a part of life. I would like to hear how other people deal with these issues. Give me an email at controlaltwow at gmail.com and I'll talk about your issues. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about is, of course, I'm on my way to Macworld and I am able to still be online because I pay $80 a month with Singular to have a data plan and it's one of the expenses that I don't know I guess I could call it WOW associated but I want to be able to be online anytime I want to at any point although right now I'm online in a McDonald's because I need it because I need it just a little bit faster connection I the data plan on my cell phone is akin to a little bit faster than a dial-up. It's adequate for playing World of Warcraft, although sometimes I go to a dead spot and I find myself uh, being whacked a few times by the mob I was fighting before I could get in some wax. So that's that noise you're hearing behind me. And that's the end of In the House. Okay, this brings us to the segment on Burning Crusade. First of all, I was happy to find out that the Translocator in Undercity is still working, as well as the reverse one in Sun Fury Spire. I don't know if this will be in effect after the beta, but I was able to get my level 8 troll to Silver Moon City. Now, the interesting thing about her getting to, there were two interesting things that happened while she was in Silver Moon City or in the area. First of all, she spoke with a defiler emissary and she got the message that she was now neutral with the defilers. All she did was click on them and they said, oh, you're not high enough and then she was neutral. I don't know if that would help in some way down the line, but I thought it was an interesting little piece of information. The other thing is, she's a herbalist and she discovered a new herb. I'm sure there are plenty, but this one was blood thistle. And this one was very important to me because there were several times when my blood elf was low on blood thistle and it, uh, she got that little, you know, cursor, the curse thing that said she was... Uh, 10% of damage or whatever, 10% of her performance was down. And I did not know what this blood thistle was, but now I know. I had my blood elf, I mean my troll, send my blood elf all of the blood thistle that she collected. I guess it's another low level thing, just like uh, Peace Bloom and Silverleaf. I haven't been to an alchemist to find out if there's some kind of a potion that you can make with blood thistle. Blood thistle itself can be taken just as it is 
a kind of like food or something and she gets an extra buff off of that so that was interesting the other thing I thought was funny I finally did a drain eye and they have this really weird tail that's all I can say anybody else find their tails weird I don't know but you know new characters new places new quests it's uh, all good and that brings us to the segment favorite spots in WoW this week I'd like to talk about Azara which I mentioned earlier I went there for my hunter's quest it is a really beautiful place there are beaches littered with coliseum type buildings uh, lots of marble and stone there's some icky murlocs out in the water and then there are these creepy giants tiptoeing around but the beaches are beautiful the mountains are beautiful there are lots of mobs to shoot and I think it's a place you might want to visit when you're in your 50s or mid 40s if you have a bunch of friends with you and that brings us to the segment favorite spots in WoW this week I'd like to talk about Azara which I mentioned earlier I went there for my hunter's quest it is a really beautiful place there are beaches littered with coliseum type buildings uh, lots of marble and stone there's some icky murlocs out in the water and then there are these creepy giants tiptoeing around but the beaches are beautiful the mountains are beautiful there are lots of mobs to shoot and I think it's a place you might want to visit when you're in your 50s or mid 40s if you have a bunch of friends with you okay of course I have no emails because I just started <laughs> but you know I have an outline that I'm gonna try to stick to which was at the suggestion of my husband and so this will be the part where you could where I would read your emails and you would tell me whether I suck or if my P's are too loud or if my voice quality isn't proper or if I should have more background music I don't know I always find background music very distracting so I just kind of put it in the transition um, any suggestions any questions um, it would be really nice and I'll try not to say um so much so if that was one of your emails you can keep that one okay now this brings us to tips and hints I really don't have much this week except that I do want to explain the whole resting thing to everybody because I didn't get it in the beginning I would log off anywhere I was thinking oh I, I'm gonna be back here questing so I might as well be out here it wasn't until there was one character I had logged off in an inn and I went out questing with her and I was used to getting that oh you you are now feeling normal thing and having that bar turn purple and it was like hours when that bar was blue okay let me backtrack the bar at the bottom of the screen over top of your first row of boxes is your health bar and when you are rested meaning you've logged off at 
an inn or you've been away from the game for a long period of time, that bar is blue. When it is when you've been questing or doing something in your level, it becomes purple. But if you log off at a lint at an inn, you will increase the length of time it stays blue. Why is this important? When it's blue, you get double experience points from each mob you kill. It doesn't affect your quest turn-ins, but each mob you kill will give you a higher rate. So I would suggest that you log off at an inn, wait for your hearthstone to be charged, click on it, get to an inn, and then log off. You'd be surprised how much quicker you can level. And that's the tips and tricks, tips and tricks, and hints from Control Alt Wow. So, like I said, I'm on the road. I'll be on a train. I'll be playing World of Warcraft. I'll be checking my emails. I'll be updating the website. That's Control Alt Wow dot blogspot.com and I will next time you hear from me you'll I'll be on the floor at Macworld Expo.